Hello, hello, hello. My name is Nate Rossa, and welcome back to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now, my personal pet project podcast where I discuss absolutely anything that comes to mind because limits are for losers, and in my space, we follow the wind. So sit back, tense up, and enjoy NE Unleashed. And as always, live it up, folks, and make it happen. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to I Just Can't Even With Myself right now. Uh, it's quite an interesting morning. I actually didn't get much sleep last night, and I don't know why. I just couldn't really process myself, if that makes sense. But we're going to go for it anyway. Um, nothing a good cup of coffee won't fix. <laughs> so the big reason for today's episode is I actually want to uh, well, I just want to express some of my afterthoughts for my little or my really fun collaboration with one Megan Lavoda from her channel on YouTube. I thought it was an I'm really it was, I thought it was a really good blast. I had a lot of fun, um, but I also would like to clarify a lot of things that was said in the video. And I figured that since uh, if you guys are listening and you guys are just you just so happen to come across my channel, uh, my show. <laughs> I'm so used to saying channel now too. It's just so used to all of this stuff. But so let's say yes. Yeah, so let's say you just entered the, uh, this podcast episode. This is the first thing you see, and you did just watch that uh, collaboration with Megan. So here's the episode where I will get to babble to you my additional thoughts about what we talked about and the topic was ENFPs versus ENFJs you know the grand slam difference as to what makes us uh, who we are and what puts what separates us in terms of the theory and what other similarities could be the reasons why people mistype each other as such I think we both uh, Megan and I both made it very clear that trusting so much in the descriptions can actually hinder you because especially if your focus is growth and personal growth, that is, that's going to be incredibly important. And by, you know, if let's say you were mistyped, it's going to be that much harder for you to apply whatever growth process you're supposed to be applying. Or even worse, like what flaws you actually should be aware of. I know, um, and I have a YouTube channel as well that I've kind of put on a quick hiatus right there because um i'm starting or i've started a different medium and trying to see trying to feel my way around the different waters of media and in one of my videos i actually have mentioned bad behaviors of an enfp and so that's a big thing is and i want to use that as an example because for a, a human like a human for a per- an individual, there we go, sorry about that, for an individual trying to better themselves and they're not even aware of the bad behaviors they're doing, let's say you were an ENFJ and this entire time you're trying to be an ENFP or you thought you were an ENFP for whatever reason, whatever advice any ENFP gives you will not actually be applicable um, at all. And it's actually going to be... I would say detrimental to your own growth and it's just going to be just overall just going to suck even though you're probably going to you're probably going to survive I mean everyone survived at this point in their lives but at the same time it's not exactly like a good uh, path because it's not the right path 
or the most actually I keep saying good and bad as if it was uh I think I'm just using a lot of value emotional type of wordings it's not effective if you guys want the the more concrete words here it's it's not as effective as if you were actually typed properly and then you were got to and then you got to apply what your types needs and tendencies are and just the overall awareness would be pretty good so one of the I actually also created a list <laughs> uh, again because I love lists I love ex- going through all these things and organizing my thoughts out because it's not always going to be very quick for me to do so so Megan and I had this discussion uh, during the video where we talked about the term vision and I believe from what I understood it became kind of it, I don't know almost like boiled down like it was like a philosophical um, difference about what the word actually means and I actually have nothing against the word I think I, but then I just want to clarify when I said well ENFPs have no vision I wanted to say I wanted to state it as plainly and clean as that uh as a, as a TE of me to say, because uh, it, it in comparison to NI, ENFP's visions, I wouldn't even consider them visions if you were to compare our NE to the NI. But I will actually elaborate because obviously when I met, like how I mentioned it before as well, that there is, no one has a monopoly on certain terms or concepts like anyone can brainstorm anyone can have a vision anyone can project it out whatever they want to uh that's not a hallmark symbolism of your type but what i'm trying to explain would be it's it's the how not the what and i think that's people keep forgetting um and i'm saying people in a general sense i'm saying i'm talking about the the people who maybe just are just entering type, we have to understand that it's not about the what. It's not about what you're thinking. It's about how you're thinking. You're supposed to track the patterns of your thought process. And that's, well, that's determined by understanding what your functions are. So, like I said, with visions, um, or the term word, vision, vocabulary, jargon, whatever, the clear difference between the two types when it comes to the word vision is how they display it. So it boils down to the very nature slash foundation of NE versus NI. Both are intuition and both are big picture oriented functions. You got both these of these types looking at trying to zoom out at some point um, of a plan or whatever. It's they're always going to be interested and less less interested in the in the details of a plan. They're more Let's say they both kind of work backwards in the same way that when they hear an idea or when they hear a plan, a strategy, or whatever, they always want to know the goal first. They want to know either the goal or the result first. Um, I know with me, and it comes like, for example, when my own parents would tell me to save money, I always have to tell them that I, well, I need to know what the, the money's being saved for. I can't just be saving it without a reason because without a reason or without a purpose it seems pointless and i know that's this is like high school version of me so obviously saving is not pointless saving money is fantastic but it's an example of what it means to be a big picture person because you need to have a fundamental reasoning behind the action you can't just start acting and then develop that reason throughout it doesn't necessarily work like that from from at least for me and i can only imagine too how enfjs would probably react to that kind of uh plan so 
visions come differently when you actually ask an ENFJ and or an ENFP what the, their vision is. And this is the part where it starts to come off as the how, because I want to highlight the way these two types approach it. Um, because by then, when you actually get to do that, they're no longer similar at all. So ENFJs describe their visions as clear paths that they've put thought on and the work they've been applying in their lives that are going to lead up to it. So Megan herself has mentioned that she sh- she knows exactly where she is in the time space continuum like she knows exactly what her plan her goals in life when you ask her uh, so where do you see yourself in three months or do you see yourself in three years those things are already thought of because uh ni is that kind of long-term type of function it, it works best pulling it like that the farther away time is almost the more confident they become in a weird sense uh, but then ENFPs, on the other hand, they describe, and I think this is the one where I didn't actually get to explain a lot of, and this is where I'm really excited to putting into, putting this into this episode. ENFPs, uh, and this is something you probably could compare with how I talked on the video, but describe their visions like branching off into multiple realities, like a continuous creation of a multiverse of reality. Because And this is why, because every move, every object, every concept, it just constantly just gives birth to more. Um, our vision is supposed to open more doors, not close them. So we're all, we're all about moving through time and space, but in order to maximize the potentials and possibilities so that when we imagine, like when we imagine that our visions, like to other people, are probably going to look and sound pretty messy, but by no means doesn't mean that they can't be explained or they can't be tracked or anything like that. Um, and he can be tracked, and it is, but it is tedious. I remember explaining uh, before, like, it's a lot of, um, it's actually very predictable. Any is a predictable function. Um, I would argue that as my stance. And the reasoning because any is fun- is reacting off of existing data, existing ideas. So based on, depending on the individual or the any user who has accumulated all this data throughout their lives, they can pull on that data and start making connections and start making um, relative connections between each and every one kind of like sparking kind of like electricity chain chain lightnings almost and it just kind of leads towards more and more and more and it's completely different from ni i remember reading on megan's facebook page which definitely check it out uh, a guy brought up or drew i don't know if he if it was him who drew the picture but he drew how he said that ni kind of consolidates their ideas and then any doesn't really do that like any kind of um scatters it and it's kind of funny because the picture actually kind of made sense there's order in an ni mind and then there is kind of scattered in the any mind but they're both connections like they're both connecting to each other it's again the motion and i think that's the biggest difference i have to say if you do not have the disparate but slightly related connections that is typical of an any user you're not an enfp or you're not of the axis any si because for us the connections between one idea to the next is gonna sound ridiculous but we hone in on a let's say a single word and we relate it to another word like i um 
I remember talking about how it's so easy for we're basically walking Wikipedia jumping through articles type because remember I remember I don't know if you guys remember but uh, the concept of you could start literally reading on Napoleon and you could end on butter if you just started just jumping off the links that's in Wikipedia and that's basically what any is it's not this whole in um you could argue that well this is all under one website but that's your ni reasoning it's all in their one website which is wiki but for any we're not thinking about oh this is all under wiki we're talking about how i'm linking napoleon to butter <laughs> so we're gonna go follow that path until we reach butter um and it's it's actually really hilarious and any is what it's what makes it really really fun it's a very hilarious function it's you get a lot out of it and yeah, and I think it's really, I think, I mean, I, I'm totally biased as an any dom. That's, it's my breath, it's my air, it's what I do. Um, so, <laughs> that's why I have to, I find it incredibly amusing. Now, I want to move on to my next little bit from the video. And it was the whole perceiver-judger kind of difference. Uh, Megan and I even pointed out how she always scores perceiver types in tests and I always score judger types on tests and that was already like I mean for me it was really hard already to figure out if I was really an ENFP or not um if I was just gonna go by tests I actually how I gauge the tests um validity is if I actually got TJs as a result then I'm like okay you guys measure my tertiary function. Good job. <laughs> um, and the thing is that I, even if the argument is, well, you're probably not answering correctly. The thing is, is I am 100% answering correctly. I've, uh, I have definitely worked a lot with a good friend of mine, Kat, who's also an ENFJ, who's actually given me a lot of really good advice when it comes to answering personality tests, especially the multiple choice ones, because any users are terrible at multiple choice, but at least I am. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, all answers sound sound equally. <laughs> I feel like I could weigh them all equally and they're all possible, especially as a personality thing when you have to self, you know, analyze yourself. But anywho, uh, the, the hardest part about the tests or the interesting things about the tests that can give me such a, an off kind of answer or off result is because anything that mentions like are you structured do you value routine are you a type of person who likes to keep things organized a 100 percent like i used to collect ikea catalogs uh because i wanted to project these ideas onto my room i did not like clutter i used to have clutter granted i mean that's a big sign. I mean, we use I we are usually very disorganized type of people anyway. I mean, that's how we're stereotypically known, and I definitely was. But I wonder if that's so much as a type thing, or it's just like a normal kid thing. Like when you're a kid, still learning that you actually have to clean up after yourself, and you can't just leave it up to your parents to always leave your toys out, because um, I don't know. Like for us, at least for me, routines and self. You know, reapplying a self-discipline, self-structure has actually became natural to me as I got older. I remember I used to be a messy sleeper. I used to always kind of toss and turn. I would always find my pillows all over the place. But just how when you were a kid and you learned like not to pee your bed, you know, after like after what like the year, 
and you realize that this is not the right thing. You've taught yourself that. You can teach yourself all kinds of things. You can teach your bodies to do all kinds of stuff. I never move now. I mean, <laughs> I never move when I sleep. Let's put it that way. I've never moved when I sleep. I've tested it by putting like a laptop right beside me and just going to bed. And like just telling myself, no, we're not going to do this. And, you know, I love doing, like, I love doing chores. I love like washing dishes, do like washing clothes. I love everything that has to do with um, with cl- with cleaning. And it's it became kind of a, almost like a coping strategy for me too during situations where I probably am a little bit more stressed than usual. I'd rather be on the move. I wouldn't like, I don't like staying still. So washing dishes, doing the laundry, um, ironing clothes, whatever you whatever you think of that has to do with that is or became a therapeutic experience for me. I don't like seeing play things that aren't clean or things that aren't organized because what ends up happening is the emptiness is what charges my any. If there is clutter in my immediate space, it actually is almost kind of claustrophobic. If the if the term is properly, if I'm if you know if you know what I mean, where it feels like the clutter is closing in on me, and I don't appreciate that. I'd rather push back, and I don't like having an overwhelming um, thing that I can control. Uh, whereas it's different, and because it's mine, I think it's another one because it's my space. I like my space to be empty. So that I can actually feel free to think rather than like worry about anything else, um, and I usually don't even like it's, I don't usually worry um, a bit. It's actually kind of I would say it's it's there and then it's not there. Um, so for moments like that, and I mean I have to say like there is a, there was a comment during the live chat which actually got me thinking. Um, it has nothing to do with actually her comment, but my Annie couldn't help like taking that and going somewhere else with it. And I want to know, or at least I was thinking, that do people kind of think that I probably am watering down ENFPs in a way? And because like I, I don't know, like because of how I talk about Annie and how I try to bring it down a notch and how I say I'm so hard on other FPs and how I sound so critical of um, any users and everything. And the big reason behind all of that stuff is because I find, I agree with Megan when this is, we have a lot of, a, we have a lot of potential. And if we, if the, that potential goes like unused or wasted, it's actually kind of sad and kind of disappointing. And another thing is that and he, for a good amount of time, has been giving su- given. Oh, excuse me. Such, like a, what is it? Like a like a pedestal, like a podium, where it's suddenly thought to be the best function, which I don't agree with. And in MBTI, in Jungian theory, like all the th- functions kind of work on a specific level it's a horizontal they're all horizontal systems so neither of which are actually better than the other like no type is better than the other so it kind of kicks me in the shin when i hear that when i start like picking up on vibes that any's being you know this bigger thing and i just trying to make it bigger than it already than it is or than it actually is and I think it's detrimental, or no, I think it's it's kind of difficult to grow 
if you suddenly assume that your function can do everything without actually knowing the opposite, which is its flaws. And I think it kind of costs you by thinking that way. It's kind of like a false way of telling yourself you're okay, but you're not. And that's kind of where I am, where I'm at when it comes to any. I have by no means ashamed of my any. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt ashamed of being um, for that part of me because, uh, well, actually, no, that would be a lie. I've been ashamed of it for back in high school. And it took a while for me to, to get to this point where I can actually own it and take responsibility for my any. And that has given birth to this side of this aspect of me where I am 100% proud of my dominant function. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I can't even imagine myself as another type, like as a different type. I, I can't, I can't even imagine myself as that. Um, because the function has been with me since as long as I can remember. And back to my whole point about if people are going to assume that I'm going, that I'm trying to make myself sound as low or as not as intelligent as another, I want to kind of clear the air and say that, and I just take responsibility for the fact that, no, I actually do think I know quite a bit about any, and I'm just going to own that. Um... If especially, it's funny because if anyone asks me for socionics, like what is, uh, you know, how is any or whatever is this, like my, I almost kind of tell them that my existence kind of serves as an example of what a polar TI looks like. <laughs> uh, so in a sense, I could probably just own that, take responsibility for that as well, for the hilarity of it. But at the same time, I by no means am trying to put myself down, because. I feel like we're done with that kind of thinking. <laughs> to the people listening, we are all, we are done with the negativity. Um, that was what? That's so last season. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to clear that air with everybody. Just thought I should um, point it out. As well as it, it gets so hard sometimes to to go off and describe what you're good at because you don't want to come off kind of what is it like in your in their face almost uh and come off like oh well now you're just kind of either you're backpedaling or you're just trying to show up and be bigger than you are and the thing is is i know i am bigger i just don't like admitting that because it's it just feels awkward but for the sake of clearing the air i'm gonna push against my uncomfortability and kind of go for it I mean, I don't. I think I've randomly mentioned it in my previous episodes. I've actually, like, I've never picked up a creative job as an ENFP, which is crazy. This is actually um, my show right now, and the collaborations I've been doing with with folks on in the type community have been kind of like the only ENFP esque type of jobs or businesses that I've actually approached. Uh, and I actually fully enjoy because I definitely know that this is definitely my avenue, but none of the jobs in my current, uh, let's say my current resume is not going to highlight any of this. All the jobs I've taken were hands-on. Um, all my life, I've collected resources. All my life, I've collected all kinds of things. When one person mentioned like we actually have good FI analysis, when we have good TE, uh, or the TE isn't bad, or it's cute TE, I have to say that um, the re- reason why I had such a difficulty with that statement 
is because uh, I considered myself for quite a while as an FI repressive. Um, I felt that FI was a difficult function for me to understand and kind of get behind. I knew 100% that I had TE. I would flex it constantly. I would argue that I was the most effective, was the most efficient person um, trying to get the best out of any situation. Uh, because you know, which you know, as an ENFP, it's probably not that, it's probably not true, but we work it, <laughs> we, we own it, we make it happen. So with that, and the main reason why I had difficulty with FI analysis, um, it's because I, one of it is part of me being an Enneagram 7. I don't like, dub, you know, dwelling on negative feelings. It's really, really hard for me to kind of go into depth with a lot of things it's it's really hard and going to depth with a lot of things is actually costs me it's actually more tiresome than i find and becomes more annoying actually than i initially would think so that's why it's a big issue for me to like you know not where i don't want to deal with that and my price the price that i paid i think heidi shout out to you heidi has mentioned this before in her enfp book where she briefly mentioned enneagram where enfp sevens do have a tendency to kind of ignore that fi side of themselves now fi analysis on its own i can act i think i can do um but ever since i switched over or transitioned to socionics the term of fi has been tremendously a lot more easier for me to digest than the MBTI descriptions of FI. Because having your own set of codes of ethics, this authenticity issue, I've never really resonated with. Because I personally think that identity is fluid. I didn't think of myself as this person that wanted to be labeled um, as seeking, overtly seeking this kind of thing. It didn't make sense to me. And I think by saying I didn't want to be labeled was definitely a very FI moment. Um, or a delta value for lack of any other terms, but it was a lot of kind of personal conflicts with a certain word that I didn't like and I didn't appreciate. And then I, when I transitioned to socionics, it actually kind of helped because it was measuring distance, you know, knowing where you stand with people right away. And I realized, hey, this is actually a big thing of my life. I'm always analyzing where I stand with people. I'm always trying to see how I stand, what my emotions are feeling um, in the moment to another person, and whether or not I'm going to weigh my decisions based on that. Actually, I weigh my decisions based on it almost actually all the time. And I factor them into my mind like like possible kind of um, or probable situations. And I know I, I think I mentioned that before in... I, yeah, I, meant, I think I definitely mentioned that in my FI episode. So that's kind of like my reasoning when it came to FITE. Which is, um, and you know, other little aspects of me being an ENFP and ho- with the whole thoughts of, am I putting myself down? The answer is 100% no. <laughs> Honey, please. Like, we're gonna, we're doing good, okay? Uh, there are a lot of things I do take pride of. Um, it took a lot of years to get to that point. So I, just to put a, kind of put a nail on this, um, I just want to present everything in a realistic fashion so that people can just see NE for what it is, which is so hard because NE is everything that it isn't. Um, Because of what we are, like how we describe ourselves, how we describe life, just everything that the have of us, it's it's always against 
um, what any really is. And I hope to, and I strive that in in the future episodes, I'm still going to be presenting any in a realistic fashion. Uh, I want other ENFPs, other INFPs, um, and even the other uh, you know tertiary and inferior any users to understand really the weight and the meaning of any properly without all the bs that goes down i don't want any of that stuff and if that makes me sound like i'm putting it down great because you have to know and learn between within yourself how strong your own any is and you got to use it the way you need to to be awesome (laughs) now moving to the next topic I'm going to let you guys simmer that, actually. I'll, if you guys want to simmer that, you can definitely pause and then simmer it for a second. But moving on to my next little tidbit. Uh, the big thing that I couldn't stop laughing at was the ENFJ and ENFP applying passion to their words. If you guys are, like, for the people who've listened to this long, do you hear passion in my voice? I'd like, I genuinely want to know. Do you hear me attempting to push and give you this emotional response out of you, trying to trigger you in some way. Because I certainly don't feel like I try to do this. And if I did, I have to tell you that it's 100% accidental and it's never intentional. I'm often very surprised when I elicit an an emotional response from a person that I wasn't intending at all. in socionics, I have actually rather really good FE. 4D FE is how it's known as, um, or demonstrative, demonstrative FE, where I actually do know and understand the mood of the room. But the thing is, is because it's unvalued, I don't really care about it. And it's not that um, I'm not able to do it. I can. I actually find it very tedious and tiresome, actually. I can do it well, and I've, and I've done it um Especially when there's no FE doms in a room, and it's just me. I have managed to move and sway a crowd if I needed to. However, the whole point of it being unvalued, the whole point of me saying I don't care, is not because I purposely choose to. Mind you, all the functions are fundamentally preferences at the end of the day anyway. It's just that it's just not something I've been accustomed to be using for the rest of my life, or for the past years of of living on this planet, because I'm an NE dom. We're not going to look at that kind of situation. We're not going to look at the, the mood of the room and expect to sway it. Um, and I'm not going to push my passions and try to elicit a response out of you because I don't understand why that's important. I really don't see the point in, in that. I think that's kind of a waste of my time. I'd rather tell you what you need to do with my TE because I don't really see the point. Because if you are going to react to me emotionally, that's prob- that's actually not my responsibility. Sounds like your problem. Sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. And this is me just being bare and full honest about this. I don't agree sometimes with how ENFJs go about. They are with like talking to people sometimes. Um, not saying that they're not effective. They are. It's just that to me, it's just uncomfortable. And... It's a thing, and by the way, this isn't any tea, like no tea, no shade on the ENFJs because you know I love you guys. But I have to say that it's a method that I am not used to. Usually, actually, I've actually found that having being the way that I am and how I am, I find myself translating their FE to people who don't understand FE or who don't have it as like a as their top tier functions. Um, I would actually just 
I actually get it right away, which is really, really hilarious. I remembered there was a situation where Kat was telling everybody she was um, upset and she was ready to go off. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy and everything. And she was really clear and no one was getting it. No one was like, everyone thought that she was joking or amusing. And I'm going, but no, she's not. She actually is going to go off, but you're not because she's not listening. And Kat's like, oh my goodness, thank you. Somebody understands. ENFPs are really good at picking that up. We're not, it's not hard for us. We're not dumb. You know, we're not gonna, how do I put this? We're not, we're not so blind to the FE mood of the room. We are aware of it. And I think that's why uh, I can't ever, over, you know, underestimate other ENFPs and other ENFPs who go, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't even with me right now okay i just can't even with myself right now in this place and then you're gonna give me that no i know you know what's going on in the room we just don't like taking responsibility for it because one it's unvalued functions as as an fe and also we don't really care that much and that's okay we'd rather keep it to ourselves we like we'd rather keep our own space but when it's presented to us on a silver platter by let's say an fe dom we can pick it up right away And it's probably why I get along really well with ESFJs and ENFJs. Uh, The FE is not hard to follow. That thought process is not hard to follow at all. And the TI is hard to follow, but the FE is not so bad. (laughs) It's It's not crazy. And I'd like to know how you guys describe how I talk when I'm irritated. Or when I'm annoyed. Because I definitely feel annoyed and irritated right now. But I don't think I'm presenting that to another person. I don't think I'm actually going so far as pushing it to you guys listening, listening, what it is I'm actually feeling. I actually have to state it because I don't actually know if I'm presenting that or projecting that properly. Um, I think that's kind of like where I'm, like where I'm at when it comes to the differences. And I have to say though, uh, ENFJs being passionate in their words is what gets them the results that they need. It's what gets them the people to have. Um, there's so much you can gain when you're an ENFJ because of how they talk. I, I love it that people think... I mean, it's it kind of has the recipe or the ingredients to make them kind of master manipulators because, like, you know, all these people um, kind of flock around them because they talk so good and they talk so great. But the thing is, is this is just them natural, naturally doing so. This is their normal exuding sweating charisma that's just coming out of them because they just talk it how they they talk it how they feel they're not really one to keep it in and be like hey i'm just gonna like keep my feelings in why right you compare it to a bonfire it's meant to be enjoyed by everybody um like a massive bonfire like this this is the type of flame that everyone's gonna want uh then take it with and then um and it's great you know, like, it's a good thing. Uh, but I have to disagree with Master Manipulator over here because um, I have never seen, or at least, yes, I've seen them when they're unhealthy go out of their way to make it happen. But ENFJs almost don't even need to because of their tertiary SE. And I don't know if we discussed that, um, and Megan, if you're listening, I don't know if we discussed that thoroughly in the video. The really big thing about SE is that it's kind of, it dismisses an idea that's useless. And because, and if people kind of understand that concept of dismissing an idea that's useless, they're not going to follow through with a typical, let's say, anxious worry when it's not even going to happen. When it's just an idea, it doesn't make sense. Why are they going to do so? Whereas factor me, an ENFP, 
I am always thinking of the possible, improbable, unlikely, to the likelihood, everything. I am going to be the most, I am, I always think of backups upon backups upon backups. I am plotting, scheming constantly. And that's without, that's not saying that I, it has a malicious intent. It doesn't. But I'm owning it. You know, I'm owning, just being completely honest right now, that we do plot and we do scheme and we do think a lot about these things. We just don't always share it because we like to keep some things private. Um, and we're also not as honest about our feelings. And we, and I mean this about other people. I don't mean, like, an F, I remember ENFJs can just tell it how it is. They'll just, like, show up to you and be like, hey, I don't, I don't really like you. Um, but I don't like you, but I can be friends with you and we're going to be okay. And this is how we're going to go for it. I would say that for us ENFPs, um, it's going to take time and it's going to take some skill some practice to get out of our typical headspace where we choose to not let a person know how we actually truly feel based on the crippling anxiety that comes with being an any user. And crippling anxiety is a very dramatic term that I like to use, but the thing is, it's not. I'm not referring to the mental um, illness of anxiety. I'm talking about just the fact that the paralysis that we gain from any, we either we actually have to learn to kind of tame that. Because if we don't, I remember, um, imagine being in, uh, yeah, an any dom that's also a type six. Like it's, that's just bad, right? <laughs> like it's, uh, to the ENFP sixes out there, uh, you guys are troopers for finding ways to handle that kind of aspect of yourself. Um, there's so many things I could say with that, which I'd probably say for a different episode, if anything. But... Like, I just want to be very clear, back to my original point in this, we aren't passionate in our terms. We just talk fast. Um, A big thing about us is that when we start getting excited or whatever, we start tripping over our words. As you can tell, it's very likely that my language is actually becoming a hindrance when it comes to talking because I don't even know, nor do I actually initially care if the listener is going to get what I'm saying. So I get... I actually kind of get very insecure after an episode because I actually start thinking, oh my goodness, did I actually make sense for what I said? But in that moment, I have a thousand ideas in my mind and I want to get them all out of my head. Uh, well, I'm not even thinking of you. That's kind of like my biggest issue here. Like I, I'm not even thinking of you. I'm not even considering. And Megan even brought this out. She's thinking of the implication of her actions with regards to an audience. I'm saying this as kind of like a personal open book diary situation for people to let into the mind of an ENFP. Um, and all of us are different. It's crazy. Like, there's so many different flavors of us. I know that def- there's definitely ENFPs out there who can probably won't relate and be like, yeah, I've never had that problem. And that's fine. I know the eight, like the ENFP type eights, like, tr- like really strong people. Um, which, not to say that like I'm in any way comparing myself to them in difficulty. This is just my thought process. When you actually get to to talk to me as a person, it's actually kind of interesting because I don't come off um, like a worry wart. <laughs> That's like the... I usually my, my closest friends get to see a little of this side of me, but I actually don't. My existence, as I like to tell myself and other people, is to make your life easier. I don't really feel the need for you to worry about me because that's not your business. So I'm the type of person that when we have a plan, 
or when we have like let's say we're going out drinking i already have an exit plan i already have an exit strategy i've done all the work i need to make sure that everything is taken care of because i'd rather enjoy it to the best of my ability without having to worry about anything else if i can turn it off then why not and that's kind of where i'm at so again different coping strategy with other enfps we got this or anything plus i'm a seven and my first fix is is a three so imagine that (laughs) but anyways thank you guys so much this is actually um i'm gonna end it there and enjoy I i want you guys to enjoy the rest of your day but i just wanted to you know publish my little thoughts on this and I want you guys to under you know get into what else I have to offer um, for one, and also I want you guys to enjoy and like share with you know what else we got to say. Um, this show is full on babble. I want to just do a quick, brief little thing. Um, I started the show trying to be trying to trying to experiment, trying to find all the right things that I could, and I've been finding that this medium has been very delicious and i say that because i mean right now i'm in a bathrobe <laughs> with a cup of joe and a cup of h2o like it's this is it's peak comfort really <laughs> and because of that it's 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 fantastic and you, i get to start this morning being this babbly self and it can set the tone for the rest of my day so with that being said Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you haven't already, definitely subscribe to Megan's channel. She's fantastic. Um, I do manage a server with a good group of people that I do call my inner web friends. Um, they're really fun and they're very smart. As well as, I mean, I also have a YouTube channel. I think I, I did mention that earlier um, on hiatus. But if I have a lot of videos on there too, I... A big one I like to bring up is the difference between what it means being an ENFP and ADHD. Because I really feel like people, there's still a problem when it comes to just quickly comparing the two. I think we're forgetting something important about that. So I just want to drop that little shameless plug in so you can definitely check that out. Uh, I do have a website and that's where I compile. And the reason why I have it is just so I can compile all the links, really. It's just a a way for my TE to feel happy about it. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your morning and the rest of your day. And I want you guys to really take a moment and breathe. Because I don't. (laughs) Because I, oh man, it's, it's a good times, good times. So you guys, thank you so much and good day. Bye.